who am I really? I believe that at my core lies my unadulterated self, and that person is fearless. However, as we go from fearless children to cautious adults, that unadulterated self often becomes buried. It becomes buried as we develop voices in our heads, which more often than not cause us to self-limit. We pick up these voices subconsciously from life experiences, family, friends, and society. I call these voices unwanted identities. Unwanted because we didn't ask for them, and identities because they often become so embedded that we think that that is who we really are. I am on a journey to discover and hopefully release my unwanted identities. I truly believe that if I can do this, I will experience a shift, a return to my unadulterated self, to live a life that is fearless, a life that is free. My name is Tola, and welcome to Return to Self. Um, it's like two in the morning. I definitely was not planning on doing an episode today, but I'm in a really good mood. Um, it's been a while since I've done an episode, largely because life has been a little bit crazy and I've been doing, you know, this very little thing of bringing a new life into the world. And so that has taken up a lot of my time, but When I have an idea for an episode, I can't get it out of my head. And so I knew that I had to just record this tonight. And what I, what I want to do with this episode is actually shed a bit more light, a bit more unfiltered light on just the emotional experience that comes after giving birth. Um, because I think it's a conversation that is definitely being had more and more, but I still think it's a very nuanced conversation. I think that it's a conversation that when it does happen, it sometimes happens behind closed doors. I think sometimes as women, we're apologetic for how we feel or we fear that we'll be judged for how we feel. And um, the first couple of days after pregnancy were really tough on me emotionally and I made the decision to just write down exactly how I was feeling unfiltered not necessarily even with the idea of doing a podcast episode it was more so just for myself Um, but after going back and reading the entries I thought you know what I'm gonna um, put this out into the world which in, in its unfiltered state which is a little bit scary but I think is the whole reason why I started this podcast so that we can have honest, vulnerable and open conversations. So, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. Day zero, pain. 4am on October 15th, I wake up from a sharp pain in my stomach. I change positions. I call out to Dilly to help me. Perhaps I just need to walk it off. I'm sure it's Braxton Hicks. I've been having these contractions for the last few days. A few minutes later, another sharp pain. Then I start to feel a lot of pressure. I go to the bathroom. There's a little bit of blood. 
mucus and a trickle down my leg. Dele, we have to go to the hospital right now. Something is wrong. Abba is in the car seat. He's confused. He does not want to be in the car. He wants to go back to bed. He's tired. It's cold. It's a seven-minute drive to the hospital, and the contractions are getting more and more painful. I'm now doubled over, walking gingerly into the emergency room. In between breaths, I explain that I think I'm in labor. They put me in a wheelchair. They take me to a triage room. They check me and confirm I'm seven centimeters dilated. Panic. At this point, the pain is a seven out of ten. I immediately ask for an epidural. I go so far as to grab a nurse by her scrubs and beg her. They keep saying they're running the labs. Once the labs are out, they'll know if they can give me an epidural. In the meantime, the contractions are quickening. I, I still can't really describe what that pain feels like, but it's so much that I start to scream. And it's not the dramatic, cute screams that you hear in the movies. These screams are coming from somewhere deeper than just my throat. I can hear myself and it sounds like I'm bellowing, like I'm an animal calling for help. With each contraction, I get more and more tired. They get more and more painful and I just want to leave my body. I couldn't catch my breath. I clawed, I bit Dele, I squeezed him, I screamed. Finally, I get an epidural. I have four pain-free contractions and then a doctor comes in and calmly says, okay, baby's heart rate is dropping. You might need to push soon. And then he breaks my water and it's like popping a balloon. I feel a gush of water and then he says, all right, time to push. Two pushes and she's out. I have a daughter. Day one, hollow. I saw her head. I saw her head. I saw her head come out of my body. After the next push, her whole body came out. And just like that, I had a gunky, gooey, covered in poop and wax baby on my chest. Daily cut the cord. I don't think I've really seen your face. They say you're beautiful. I can't tell. Your face is still being imprinted in my memory. As I sit here and the sun sets, I'm alone and I'm grateful for many things. A healthy baby, a speedy delivery, a vagina that's still roughly intact. For the end of this pregnancy journey, But I also feel a familiar feeling, an emptiness, literally and figuratively. Giving birth takes a lot. It hollows me out. It hollows out my uterus, but also me. I've been pregnant for so long and now I'm not. So who was I again before pregnancy? Is this emptiness a longing? If so, what is it that I long for? For one more day pregnant or for the future when I feel like myself? What do we do now, daughter of mine? What do I have to give you other than my milk? Is that enough? 
What will you crave from me in this world? How will I balance two children? Will I ever just be Tola again? This time, I won't drown out the questions, but I also won't seek to answer them. I'll sit with them as I sit with you, because they're all parts of this journey. And I'll rest in the comfort that my thoughts are just thoughts. They don't control me. I can observe them and interrogate them and choose how I react to them. Day two, pride. Oluwa Demilaya Atinuke Balubu. Welcome to the world, my brave warrior. We will sit and battle these thoughts and feelings and emotions together. After all, today was the toughest day of your life and you rocked it like a champ. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Above all things in life, I wish you courage, courage to fight for what you believe in, courage to be your authentic self, courage to fight for others, courage to always evolve and learn. Your grandmother was a warrior and I pray you have her fire. Atinuke was one of her names. You've been pampered from the beginning and will continue to love you. Balogun means warrior. Enough said. I love you and you will never doubt that. That is my promise to you. Day three, gratitude. What a privilege to be loved like this. When I put your body next to mine like a football, I feel your whole body beat in the crook of my hand. What a privilege to be loved like this by a daughter who's dependent on you for sustenance, who does not yet recognize you are two, not one, who can smell you and crave you, who finds peace in your arms. I wish I could capture this love and bottle it, but instead I'll live in the present so it's embedded in my mind cataloged as pure true love. I'm grateful right now for the ability to breastfeed. I'm grateful you took your first poo. I'm grateful I can sit in this hospital room in silence and breastfeed while the sun sets. I'm grateful for my sister who can pause her hectic life to take care of my son. I'm grateful for a husband who anticipates my needs, but also asks me, what do you need from me? I'm grateful for the ability to receive and give love. Day four, rage. Mild rage to you who keeps me awake at night. That first latch is still so painful. My toes curl for those 10 seconds. My uterus contracts, reminding me of the pains of labor. Will I ever get used to this pain? When will I get to sleep on my own, sprawled out in my bed for long stretches, not 90-minute naps? Day five, present. Breathe in, breathe out. In this moment, I'm here and nowhere else. I feel the warmth of a life, a life we created on my chest rising and falling softly, and my heart cracks open, and love oozes out and warms me. In this moment, I'm in love. I'm in awe. Foreboding joy. That moment of joy is interrupted. Sometimes I can't breathe. 
foreboding joy, that's what they call it. What will life hold for my children? One day they will grieve me. One day I will be the source of so much pain that they too will crack open. Will they heal from that pain? What have I done? Day six, guilt. Can I love the two of you the same? By loving her, do I take love from you? Have I taken away a part of me from you? Where did our love go? Day seven, trap. The domesticity, the routine, the monotony is drowning. Day in, day out, my days from here on out seem so predictable. Feed, cuddle, clean, care, all within the confines of this apartment. I need to step outside into the cool air to be surrounded by nothing but space. To simply gaze into the sky. I never appreciated how big the sky was till my world became so small. Day eight, normal. I slept today. I got dressed and I went out for lunch. The sun is shining. My stomach is shrinking. I almost feel like myself. Day nine, dread. Here we go. We're heading towards another night, another night of interrupted sleep, of jostling my body into a human mattress, of waking to the sound of grunting as my baby tries to empty her remains of the previous feeding of breast milk, another night of lucid dreams as I walk the border between being awake and asleep, another night of breastfeeding, of the gripping pain through my cracked nipples, Another night of survival, another night I dread. Day 10. Awe. I look at you and I'm in awe. You were inside me. You started as nothing more than a speck of cells. Now you're here, eyes wide, cooing, rooting, moving. Just a week old. I'm in awe of you. Honesty. I've loved this experience of writing what I feel with no filter. It makes me realize how much I filter in my everyday life, how much I mull over what I'm going to say, how much I hold back sometimes, how much I lie to myself. So many times I betray myself. It's exhausting. It's suffocating. I sometimes feel there's a metal clasp over my lips holding me back. I swallow words, but they never really disappear. They translate into energy in my body, anxiety, anger, sadness, frustration, and doubt. I'm tired of being nothing less than honest. I choose to not lie anymore, not to myself and not to others. And today... Today, I feel excited. I'm feeling like myself again. It's hard to describe. It's like feeling centered again. I'm excited not for any 
particular reason. Excited for the future, excited for life. My baby is sleeping and I want to pick her up and dance around the room with her, kind of excited. I'm so happy I did this. I honestly think documenting all my feelings was like leaving a trail back to myself. And to all the moms and soon-to-be moms out there, it is rough. But I wish you all the best of luck and I hope this also helps you on your journeys back to yourself. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time on Return to Self.